Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. Repeat after me. I am awakened. I am the chain breaker. I am the daughter of the earth. I relate to you, empath, and your struggles. And this show is here to support you and empower you. Your future self is calling. Get your free 10 powerful ways to defeat the narcissist and embrace your empath superpowers audio gift in the link in the show notes today. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. When I was dreaming of getting out of the narcissistic roller coaster of a relationship I was in, I fantasized living in a bright, tiny condo up on a hill with a view with a cozy blanket and a good book and a cat. And then I would wake up to the reality of being shamed at my most vulnerable, being forced to listen to how he knew it all and I was dumb, basic, a wannabe, being locked out of my home on an inescapable balcony in only my undergarments. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's better H E L P dot com forward slash E M P A T H in the link in the show notes. How to release past trauma, depression, PTSD, and so much more from narcissistic abuse. This is the lifelong journey of those who have been abused by others is to figure out how to heal 
and how to release from all of this pain and these toxic wounds that are held within ourselves that pop up and be triggered in the smallest of moments and times in our life. The emotional pain and torture that you have endured is very real. And my goal as someone who's been able to do such a thing and heal and come out on the other side stronger than ever, more clear than ever, more vibrant and bright, hopefully, than ever, and more loving towards myself than ever I have experienced in my life is through the practices that I share in my book, Empath and the Narcissist. There are tools in the book at the end of each chapter that help you heal and release and reflect and dispel the PTSD. And I'm going to share a snippet of my book today with you just to eloquently share with you how to release that PTSD, what PTSD is, as well as a little bit of my story to share with you that I know what you've been through. Everyone has a unique story, but I know that real feeling of anxiety, that pit in your stomach, just the fear in general of what the unknown is, but also fearing what the next day will bring. So without further ado, I'm going to share with you from Empath and the Narcissist. You can grab this book on Amazon as well as listen to it on Audible. The Escape. This is the part that I feared the most and was the easiest at the same time. I always feared my future without Lance as a deep, dark, black abyss. But what I wasn't aware of for so long was that staying was sucking me down even deeper, down into an energetic, dark vortex abyss. The irony of my fear versus what reality was not missed. I had just met an old contact through Lance while signing up for insurance after we married. So she and I reconnected and started talking. I shared with her my dilemma and situation that I wanted to move out so we can work on our relationship through therapy. She connected me with another friend of hers that was in a similar situation and had been living with her ex for years and wanted to move out as well. I knew of an apartment complex my friend years ago encouraged me to move into while amidst my emotional anguish. Her seed she planted remained with me to that day, and my new potential roommate and I went to look at the apartment. It was perfect for us. We put our deposit down and signed the lease, and we were ready to move in the next week. Back at home, Lance was sleeping on the sofa, which was the first in our relationship. He was removed, did not talk to me. He went out to his friends every night, and the silence was relieving, but also very unsettling. I was grateful for the lack of conflict. I felt I was going to be out soon, and I feared any conflict leading up to it. On the night before I moved out, he left and didn't return. He told me he'd be with his friends and don't wait up. I didn't have a chance to tell him I was moving, and I feared telling him because I didn't want him convincing me not to go. Years later, I would find out in the one email correspondence we had that he hacked into my email and discovered I had signed the lease. He gave up on me. I felt he knew and he didn't want to ask why, what my plan was, 
or said he was finally willing to go to therapy. My family, whom I visited on that family trip that awakened me to a life filled with joy, was visiting serendipitously. And they were happy to help me move all of my stuff out, including pots and pans. This was it. This was really happening permanently. I can't believe it. And with the help of all my family, those next few days were strange. I shared things that happened in our relationship with my family that I never had before. Lance never showed up. He gave me space to leave, which for a malignant narcissist was an event orchestrated by my guardian angel. It was as if the divine left me no obstacles in the transition of the next right step in my life. I was still willing to work on our relationship at a distance through therapy. However, the second night in my new apartment, my sister revealed to me a week earlier while we were in the midst of our final days, Lance had tried to seduce her into a hotel room. She was shocked and confused and said no, apparently. First, I thought, why did you wait so long to tell me? Then I felt so hurt and betrayed. I know he was scheming to get back at me and his plan failed. I had found my way out and was waiting for him to call to apologize and move forward into therapy. Then I received this news that showed me even if he did call, his words held no value. He didn't care about me or care to be in a giving relationship. He was only after what he benefited from our relationship under his control the whole time. In his mind, he was always right, and I was the one to apologize. I was so mad, and this was the sign that he was not going to apologize, and he meant to abuse me by cheating on me. I mustered up enough self-worth and believed in my heart to know I did not let cheaters back into my life. I had a long, unhealthy rope, but that was where I drew the line. So I filed for divorce, and that was the end of our relationship. We did not speak or have any contact except for that one email a few years later as I processed my healing and two text run-ins that he abused and berated me, threatening to blackmail me with those photos and videos that I mentioned earlier during our bedroom adventures. I joined the hashtag MeToo movement without mentioning his name or any reference to his identity. His guilty conscience couldn't handle it, and his narcissistic ego stepped in to try and silence me. Lance texted, quote, don't accuse me as if I raped you. You, Aziz, unsorried me. We had consensual sex, end quote. Raven doesn't reply. Lance, quote, I will ruin your life. Remember this night? Photo comes through as explicit sexual photo of me giving a blowjob and a video of us having sex on the sofa. This will be out if you continue. What is your address? What is your address? so I can send you a cease and desist, end quote. Raven calls the police and then blocks his messages. Of course, initially, my heart mourned and ached for what was in the past, and I was hurt deeply. I started going to therapy. I was diagnosed with PTSD and recovering from an emotional and sexually abusive relationship. It was nice to have a diagnosis to finally prove I wasn't crazy. The PTSD would hit with a song on a radio, the scent, local streets where I used to live, a memory. I would have bouts of uncontrollable crying, feeling physically sick to my stomach, and waves in my body that felt like I was being stretched and contracted like a rubber band. 
My therapist told me it would take time to heal and that I would. One day when we had a session talking about my family of origin, she said, quote, you are the one to break ancestral patterns, end quote. I didn't want that burden. I just wanted to feel better. But now that I am better, I do understand what she meant. I see the patterns so clearly with my parents, my grandparents, the hard-headed ideas of old-fashioned parenting have consequences on our relationships with each other and with new ones formed. Cultivating an environment of controlling the beliefs of Catholicism and using guilt to motivate one's child to behave and make life choices aligned with the parents' beliefs is a formula for disaster, heartache, and rebellion. You witnessed this in my story in the first few chapters of this book. One's soul's journey and spiritual path should be allowed space for freedom. However, our souls do choose our parents and bodies, with hardship included, so I know I chose them for a reason and a life lesson. Haunted. I awoke in the dead of night with a sudden uneasy feeling. I felt someone staring at me. I looked over to the source, and it was a dark shadow figure standing in the corner near the window, staring at me. I panicked and turned the light on immediately, knowing it was not a kind visitor. The shadow disappeared. I pulled out my Bible that I read at the time and eased my nerves reading the soothing words. I then was able to fall asleep. This happened a couple times. I can't know why, who exactly it was, but my sense was it was the darkness that was attached to Lance that was pulling me into the vortex. It came to visit me in its last-ditch efforts to control me. I believe in ghosts, spiritual energy entities, good and bad. I believe there are entities beyond our existence that exist in the spirit realm. I had never believed it before that night. And since then, I've done much research on this topic and have a solid belief that the solid shadow was not a person but an energy entity haunting me. As I entered a new relationship soon after, I was haunted in an emotional form. I would compare my new boyfriend's actions against the only man I knew and accuse him of the same actions or motives of Lance. This man was far from the type of man Lance was, but I was so conditioned in that relationship to please him, relate in unhealthy ways, that it took toll on our relationship. We attended a relationship boot camp event over three days. This boot camp was so healing. It was where I faced Sally, my bully, and released her. They create nicknames for all of us based upon our introductions. I was so upset at myself for making the mistake Lance and I was scared. I was so upset at myself for my mistake with Lance and I was scared I was echoing the patterns in our relationship, which I was. Their nickname for me was Haunted. PTSD. American Psychological... American Psychology Association describes PTSD as a psychiatric disorder that can occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event. PTSD is anxiety and flashbacks of a traumatic event that can be triggered by small or obvious things. PTSD can affect a person's ability to work and perform normal day's activities. It prevents one from relating to their family and friends. A person with PTSD can often 
seem disinterested or distant as they try to think or feel in order to block out the painful memories. This disorder is characterized by three main types of symptoms, flashbacks, nightmares, emotional numbness, and avoidance of places, people, and activities that are all reminders of trauma. And in my instance, just meltdowns of releasing that energy and crying and feeling like my body was just sick and nauseous. I experienced feeling like I had really high fever, but I didn't have a fever, but my body had exhaustion and waves of feeling my energy field was being stretched like taffy and then let go in this rhythmic, elastic rubber band. What is a trigger? A trigger is anything that starts the feeling of despair and anxiety. The trigger could be a person, place, thing, situation, a certain song, or a certain smell. Any of these may remind you of the trauma and it sets you on a PTSD symptom episode. Flashbacks come so sudden and your episode may appear in an instant. The flashback is an echo of a feeling before it even hits your brain. Sometimes triggers are obvious. For example, a military vet might be triggered by loud noises, or it might be something subtle, like me seeing a round ball hanging on a car rearview mirror. The round ball triggered a memory of a scene I saw in a movie of a man with a gag ball in his mouth, tied up, and was about to be raped by another man. That memory then triggers the deep, suppressed feeling of being used like a toy rather than caressed as a lover. It takes me back to the long nights, the porn, the alcohol, the anal, the hours of sex that dried and chafed me, and it makes me cry and feel nauseous and sick to my stomach. That negative energy was in my body and was escaping through tears. If you shove it down and you don't allow it out, it is unhealthy. There are exercises, there's therapy and breathing techniques, and just releasing it to the universe is the best way to get through it and diminish the episodes. Even though sex was technically consensual and it was with a partner that I was committed to, the alcohol and the manipulative persuasion and punishment, if I didn't do it, puts this into a category where this was sexual abuse. If you have felt this or experienced any of this, by the way, this may be the case for you. The PTSD was the reverberation of that low vibration that I allowed myself to be submitted to. On the outside, it looked very bright, healthy, and consensual. And there's no accusation there, but for me and my body, and the things that I allowed myself to experience, they reverberated as shudders in my core, and they were not pleasurable as I faked it to be. As I faked it to be. I take responsibility for the poor judgment and know my motivation was to gain his love and acceptance through it. That was such a draining and soul-sucking experience, I just have to say just as I wrote that narcissists suck all of the impasse energy out. Now, consult with your therapist and, uh, and ask them, consult with your parent, consult with your therapist to see if you have PTSD or have been emotionally or sexually abused. 
The great news is that there is a solution to releasing and healing PTSD. More happy and healthy memories, rebuilding over those wounded memories is a great way. And that does take the longest amount of time. This is not a quick fix. And just when you think you have it all cleared and out of your system, something will trigger you again. Ten years after I first left, I have a very rare instances of PTSD now compared to my weekly occurrences at the beginning. When I first left the relationship, I was experiencing it maybe four times a week. That's almost every day. I would also encounter nightmares and shadow figures, as previously stated. There are three ways that you can work on releasing the PTSD energy that is stuck in you. This will enable you to not be triggered as often as you are when you first escape whatever traumatic situation you might have experienced. Number one is EFT tapping. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I think I've also run you through it as well. This is relieving and amazing. It taps all of your acupressure points while speaking in a calm and loving manner. In episode 80, the eight ways impasse can heal from addictions due to narcissistic abuse. EFT tapping is the releasing of this stuck energy and it taps all of your acupressure points while speaking in a calm and loving tone to yourself. Personally, I did it right after relieving my PTSD through time and horse therapy, but it helped further release the stress of being a mother that cooped up PTSD that still was in there. And I really wish I had discovered EFT tapping before when I was going through the therapy. It's extremely effective and it can even help you hold off your addictive urges. I personally have done it, and it is an alternative acupressure therapy treatment. It's used to restore balance to your disrupted energy. It has been an authorized treatment for war veterans with PTSD and has demonstrated some benefits as to treat anxiety, depression, physical pain, and insomnia. Absolutely, I can 100% attest that this works. The method is so easy. You can do it in your own very own home and what you do is you tap on certain acupressure points and say certain phrases out loud. I have provided the exercise in the emotional toolbox at the end of this chapter and the Raven Scott Show YouTube channel. There is a typing cycle there is a tapping cycle you go through three times and each time you finish a series of taps through all the acupressure points you assess where your anxiety level is. You perform deep breathing in between, and then you tap all the acupressure points and say these phrases through again, then you repeat. The first time through, you say phrases acknowledging that you are stressed and you have anxiety. The second time through, you question what's the worst that could happen. And then the third time through, you affirm that you are calm, you are cool, and you are not stressed. It is an exercise that is very calming, and it calms your nervous system down and taking it out of the fight or flight mode, which is what PTSD is doing due to the trigger. And all of those emotions can be erased. Number two, the second one is to get in touch with nature. Water, 
nature and animal therapy is an alternative that really helped me during the time of my healing and transition out of my old life into my new life. In the midst of leaving my quote-unquote savior, rock and abuser, I also decided he didn't control my choices about staying in a job I grew to hate. I quit my job shortly after I left Lance. I loved horses ever since I could remember, and so I was gifted a horse during the last year of my marriage, or our marriage. The horse was a gift from my childhood trainer, whom I rode and trained with as a child. I competed in hunter, jumper, and dressage, and on the most horrible of nights, I would drive in the middle of the night and go visit my horse, the barn, while everyone was asleep. I would take him out and graze him and lean on him and cry on him. He was so patient and majestic. At the, at the end of my marriage and career in corporate sales, I thought I would start a horse teaching business. With all my experience, I didn't believe it would be that hard. It was so enjoyable and extremely relaxing. At the same time, the business side was extremely hard on my body. And there were some traumatic moments with panicking horses on some trail rides that I do not wish to ever relive. Or if I could rewind my life, I would not get into that business. But we all go through these things for a reason, right? I would not recommend starting a horse business, by the way, while you're recovering from abuse. (laughs) It's not recommended. Do not try this at home, folks. But find a therapeutic riding center or like a therapy with a dog. They have lots of different animal therapies, even little tiny ponies, which I bought, by the way. I bought a tiny little pony. Her name was Little One, and she was the bestest. Another benefit to equine therapy is the left and right swaying, which allows your body to calm down as if you were in your mother's womb again and feel the soothing left-right sensations. There have been studies proving that the left and right movement in your body, including your eyes tracking an object going left and right, soothes your nerves. You would receive the same benefit if you went walking. You're getting that left-right motion, soothing your nerves, nervous system, dispelling the PTSD. Experiencing homeostasis is a feeling that is extremely soothing. A float tank or floating in a bath would also be very soothing. If you are nervous about getting up on a horse, riding doesn't even need to happen. Just being in the presence of that giant majestic horse is therapy in itself. Standing and feeling their energy and their presence, their magical energy. They hold a sacred space for you to talk, feel, and heal. Find a therapy near you. There, that includes horses or dogs or animals. Dogs give you an unconditional love and playfulness that cuts through your pain and heartache. Or maybe like a cat cafe. You can cuddle with them. Just petting them transfers their positive and healing energy. Adopting a pet is another option if you are up for the task of taking care of a permanent fur toddler. The benefits of being able to walk them, getting outside in nature, and spending time cuddling them is very healing. Now, also, I would recommend that you, if you do go look for an equine therapy location, to find one that is like a certified equine therapy. Um, Make sure that they 
don't just call themselves a therapeutic writing center because they need extra cash because they don't have a huge influx of lessons. And also make sure that they keep you, like they walk you around on a lead line. So that way you don't have to worry about like knowing how to ride the horse. You can just relax and enjoy the feeling and the motion of the horse. Usually therapeutic riding centers have someone hand-holding, walking the horse around like in an arena or something for you. It's not like a, here, rent a horse for a day and go out on a trail. That will lead you to either a huge body injury, falling off, or another traumatic experience. Just speaking from my own traumatic experiences and my long, long experience with the horse nature. They are prey. So they're going to be scared and they're giant and they're going to run. So just keep that in mind. If you don't know how to control a horse, don't get on one without someone leading the horse. Number three, the third is EMDR therapy, which is all about left, right, like I was talking about, left, right movement in the brain. The EMDR is a therapy that helps you connect with a traumatic experience and rewrite and reconnect it with new information. It is effective, yet also time-consuming. It is a long process, and in my interview with Jessica M. Ross, way back in season two, she talked extensively about her experience with EMDR. She did it herself for her therapy, and it was extremely helpful for her. She said it was a long road, and it was re-traumatizing because she had to revisit the distressing thoughts that she had shoved away for so long and those emotions. But those need to come out, just as we're going to be talking about at the end of October in a guest episode about the shadow work and pulling those things out of your closet. I always talk about sitting with your uncomfortable feelings. You have to be able to pull them out, shine the light on them, and rewrite them into new, like a new narrative for yourself. So rewriting them, but now the events were excised from her psyche, she said, and rewritten. As a result, her PTSD was alleviated. So it aids in releasing that energy that's stuck in your body and your body energy that is trauma in your body and your mind. We can't deal with something if we can't even acknowledge it. The first step is getting you safe. You focus on how you feel in each part of your body. And she tapped the areas she felt stress to trigger her body to relax. It's a quote from Jessica from the podcast. Before you do the heavy duty work, you need to support, you need a support system. You need strategies and you cannot do it alone. So with PTSD, you go back to that emotional state that you were in when the trauma happened. However, you don't have an awareness of that until you start getting into the work. She says EMDR, in the EMDR therapy, they track your eye movements right and left with a finder or a light or tap left and right. It activates both sides of the brain as if you are dreaming with rapid eye movement. When we are traumatized, the accelerator and the brakes occur at the same time and you lose consciousness. As a child or adult, you don't fight back. You just shut down for self-protection like a possum playing dead. The reason why right, left works when that circuit breaker shuts down. This is the reason why the left and the right brain being activated works 
when that circuit breaker shuts down. The right side of the brain is more visual and the left side is more logical. So there is no narrative when those shut down. There's no time. There is no sense of time. So the trauma keeps living in your body as if it never ended. And it may lay dormant for a long time and something will trigger it long time after. The memories are fragmented. So it brings confusion and the emotion of that stamp in time. In EMDR, she had to revisit the initial memory and explain what happened in her body. And then her eyes tracked back and forth and she would associate with what happened with all of those events, uh, all these other events that happened in her life that her brain associated together. And having the right and left brain online at the same time by moving the eyes helps you integrate the memory back into the brain in a way that it knows it is over. You feel the emotion that you didn't allow yourself to feel. Your body is allowed to feel the grief or sadness you've never allowed yourself to feel. And some sessions reach a resolution or it might be continued to the next session. EMDR is very powerful, and my therapist actually did recommend it to me at the time. However, I wasn't ready to do it at that time. There are multiple ways to heal and remove the stuck trauma from your body, and these are the three most effective methods. What I found that helped me continue to heal deeper were meditations. Meditations are also a tool for rewriting negative patterns and energies, such as the inner child is the single most powerful meditation that I have on my YouTube channel. And I recommend it all the time for healing past childhood trauma, just toxic ideas and programmings. And it really helps to release all that and heal yourself and become your own adult towards your own inner child. So you can care for yourself and you can love yourself and you can play and you can just, that's the best self-care and self-love practice to start if you've never really done self-care or self-love. Or if you want to go deeper and you've done self-care and self-love through spa days or shopping trips or really delicious food, those are all beautiful. But this goes deeper. This really heals the root of your soul. Yeah, so... All of the guided meditations are in the end of each chapter in the Empath and the Narcissist book, as well as the Raven Scott Show YouTube channel and soon to be app. I am going to start working on that. I promise I'll have it ready. We'll be available in the app January of 2023. So that's the end of my snippet of what I wanted to read to you today from my book. You can purchase that on Amazon. You can get a paperback, hard copy. You can grab the book on Amazon for as little as 99 cents. Go check out all of your favorite formats to purchase a book, as well as it's available on Audible. So take a listen to that. I just uploaded it on Audible. There's no reviews on the Audible book. So the review hustle is real, you guys. So I've got so many reviews on the paperback. And now if you do listen on Audible, I would kindly ask for a review on the Audible book so we can start building the reviews on that platform. So much love to all of you. 
So as a final reminder, heal the things that are hurting you in order to hold space and love for others that may be hurting. Hurt people hurt people. So those who have hurt you are also hurt. That does not mean you need to be their savior. You just need to hold space in your psyche so that you can release that hate. You can shield yourself and guard yourself. And all we can do is work on what we can control. And the only thing that we can control is our choices and ourselves. Our self-love practices, how much we take in into our brains, how much we rewrite, how we can rewrite the narrative and state affirmations to ourselves in the mirror. All of these things are tiny and simple, yet incredibly powerful for your healing journey. And you will have a ripple effect and you'll be able to help others that you come into contact on their healing journey. So much love and light to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your ratings and reviews. Speaking of reviews, wanted to share another one. This is from Ananta108. Thank you so much. She says, so needed. I truly appreciate this much needed resources for healing from the pervasive impact of the narcissistic abuse and PTSD. It's so important for empaths to reclaim our power and share our gifts. Highly recommended. Thank you, Ananta. Thank you for that beautiful review. And thank you all for listening. And I can't wait to share the next amazing guest with you this Thursday. I am so grateful to have so many incredible guests and experts on to help guide you. I've had an influx lately, and I believe that is definitely with uh, Mars residing in Gemini at the moment of the Talkie Talkie Zodiac. So I'm adding another time slot for shows to air on Sunday. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You hit that plus sign. So every time an episode is released, it comes out to your feed. So the schedule will be now Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And remember... Always keep your unique light shining. I feel so lost, never at home. Need to be strong, every breath of. Cause I can't move on till I let go. Madhvi is helping people release emotional baggage, break negative patterns, and find root causes with the emotional and body code. She believes the healing possibilities of the body code and emotion code are limitless. And I can highly attest to this while working with her myself. I can feel such an energy shift and release from so many unknown and things that I cannot control. I highly recommend connecting with Madhvi. Reach out to her in the show notes today and get your free emotion code inquiry consultation today. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. And the link will be in the show notes. I do also offer coaching sessions for you specifically on recovering and healing from narcissistic abuse. I'm taking one-on-one coaching clients. I have four spots left. So contact me through the link in the show notes to grab your coaching sessions today.